Hey, it's Melissa Moore, and welcome to Mile High Magazine. Thank you for joining us on this Sunday morning. I'm really happy to talk with, I can call him a friend, and he's just such a great guy, but also he is the president and CEO of the National Alliance on Mental Health for Arapahoe and Douglas Counties. Jason Hopkins, good morning. Good morning, Melissa. Pleasure to be here, and thank you for the kind introduction. Well, you are so welcome. Thank you for being here. Uh, explain to folks exactly what the National Alliance of Mental Illness for Arapahoe and Douglas counties. What is the purpose of that? So that's a great question. We are an organization that provides education, outreach, and support programs for communities that are struggling with mental health. Um, we're uh, an affiliate of NAMI Colorado, which is our state organization, and then, of course, uh, the national organization, which is NAMI. Um, and we are the largest affiliate in the state of Colorado from a membership perspective in the community that we serve and really have the opportunity to be able to benefit and impact those who are affected by mental illness, um, hopefully by giving them the support and the tools they need to, to better navigate life and the struggles they face. Right. And don't you feel like so many people struggle with mental illness or have uh, someone in their family? I mean, it's it's very common, and yet we haven't talked about it a lot. Yeah, you know, I think that that, that is a perfect tee-up. I, I personally believe everyone struggles with something and not mm-hmm. just mental illness. I mean, right. all of us want something or wish we had something that we don't have. Which is called struggle, struggle. But with respects to mental illness, yes, statistically, I mean, um, everybody is impacted. Everyone you know knows somebody that has struggled with mental health, whether it's themselves, a loved one, a colleague, a, a work um, uh, work member, or etc. I mean, everyone struggles with something. Right, and it's so interesting. We'll get to the everyone struggles campaign here that you all are doing. But you know, I've shared before that I struggle with anxiety, but it was years and years before right. I got diagnosed with it. You know, I just felt like my brain was a little crazy sometimes and finally had a doctor say, do you think maybe it could be anxiety? I'm like, no, (laughs) I doubt that's what it is. And they go through a checklist. Yeah, well, when we put labels on things, it certainly has a different perspective. And we just get so used to kind of navigating Mm -hmm. our set of circumstances that we don't really realize that, hey, there might be some tools or some treatments that we could we could use as an intervention that would help us live a more functional life. And and ultimately, at the end of the day, I think really what any of us should hope for is how do we have the best quality of life for the time that we have here? Right. And not to let shame or anything else be that roadblock to getting the help and to and to really getting real with ourselves about what's going on. Absolutely. You know, it's interesting you mentioned that because I do think a lot of people sort of live in the shadows of things that they struggle with because they're afraid of being judged or being feeling ashamed about being vulnerable about it. And, and it is a vulnerability to reveal it. Um, you know, I, I, this is not a COVID conversation, but one thing I do want to highlight, um, you know, as I've really reflected on the last year that we've all collectively been through, I've consistently said, you know, we've all been in this this storm together. I don't think we're all in the same boat because we have individual and unique circumstances. But one of the gifts that I think COVID has given us, if there is one, um, and I'm choosing to see it as a gift, is we're talking about mental health in a way that we never did. Right. You know, it's it's not being shared as the, the redheaded stepchild that it always was. And people are more open to saying, hey, I'm really going through some things or dealing with some things, that, and I don't know what to do or, or how, to, how to best navigate this. And I think that is the perfect place for us to be able to to be able to land after after what we've all been through. Oh my gosh, absolutely. And <laughs> one of the things I've heard from people is, you know, I never experienced depression or anxiety and then COVID hit 
And all of a sudden I have these feelings and I also have now so much more compassion, which I think is a huge key here for people who've been going through it. Yeah, I think there's that. But I also think, you know, I'm not sure it's entirely true that people had never experienced depression in their lives. Mm -hmm. I think what really changed for a lot of us is we slowed down. Mm. I mean, our entire world basically got put on pause and, and we had to sit with ourselves. And that's a really uncomfortable place for a lot of us, especially if we have things that we've not wanted to deal with or look at, to all of a sudden be sitting with it day in and day out, isolated in your home. Um, you know, it really, it, it was a tough, a tough uh, face for us all to look into. Oh, that is a great point. Because I think you, you kind of touched on it there that we're all so busy. And sometimes you can be, you can try and outrun your feelings and outrun, you know, what your thoughts and all of this. But you're right. When you have to slow down and just be with you, they come up. Right. And I don't know about you, but I can't recall an opportunity in our lifetime that we ever had to really pull back and slow down. I mean, I'm constantly amazed hearing people talk about how they're ready to get back to normal. And of course, there are obviously things I think we all want to go back to normal but frankly, if we go back to the busy, the engaged, the unplugged, the, mm-hmm. the pace that we were all living at, we failed this experiment from my perspective. I totally you agree know, with going, you. Going back to that normal was not healthy or sustainable. Right. And that for some reason we think it was <clears throat> because, you know, I, I had a therapist one time that told me like your old habits are like your most comfortable pair of jeans. And when you decide to take on new habits, when you decide to, to, you know, whether it's a mental health or or physical health or whatever it may be, it's a new pair of jeans and it feels uncomfortable at first. But you got to wear them a while before they start feeling like the old jeans. Absolutely. I mean, especially if they fit after the last year, there's that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, snug. (laughs) (laughs) You know, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, no, I think you're right. I think anything that we do that's new or different will mm-hmm. take some adjustment and time to get used to. Like, I feel like we've all been indoctrinated from being on Zoom calls, working from home, being less integrated in society. Like, there are some really enriching things that I think could and did come from that experience, like rushing back out into being in a crowd and filling every moment with some sort of activity. Like, I'm not sure that was the point of any, all of, right. of, any of all of this. I think you're so right. And I, and I love that. And that's what I'm kind of like you. I hope we did learn our lesson because if not, history says we'll repeat it. Well, I I think we certainly have an opportunity to repeat it. And I, you know, again, I, I don't think this is a one size fits all for everybody, but I do think that, um, you know, for, for those of us who really, um, can, can be thoughtful and reflective about what we've all collectively been through. There were some gifts. I mm-hmm. mean, it wasn't all bad. Of course, right. I'm not discounting the tremendous loss of life and um, the suffering that people went through uh, unnecessarily, perhaps. Right. But, um, but there there were some gifts that came from that. And I think among them is we talk about mental health in a way that we never have. And I, I hope that has opened the door, taken the lid off Pandora's box, so to speak, that will continue to allow us to have these conversations about the things that hey, something's just not right with me, and I yeah. need to talk to somebody about it. Right, and and that kind of leads us into your Everyone Struggles campaign. Tell me about that. So I've been the president and CEO of NAMI Arapahoe Douglas Counties since 2015. Um, and in that work, I've had the great pleasure of really being able to work with a lot of tremendous people. I've been introduced to, you know, visionaries and thought leaders who really do innovative work. And the things that I have... Um, identified very early on in the process is NAMI is an organization that was cr- originally prevented or created 
um, to work with family members and loved ones that have chronic or persistent mental illness. Those people who, you know, might not get markedly better or might have some improvement, but would always need some form of intervention or treatment. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the world has changed. It's evolved. Mental health is not this redheaded stepchild anymore. Um, and from my perspective, as I mentioned earlier, everyone struggles with something. Um, and I don't care if that's, you know, you want a different car or a house or a job or a partner or you've lost a loved one, or you've lost a pet, or you've, you know, been, been, you know, made available to industry in a job that you love. Like, everyone wants something that they don't have, regardless of who they are, if they're really honest with themselves. So we really wanted to look at, in the time of COVID, we, we got some grant funding, and we had a real opportunity. How can we really move the needle and make a difference around um, this concept that everyone struggles with something? And furthermore, how can we further open our doors to let people know that you don't have to have chronic or persistent mental illness to get help and find resources and tools. Mm-hmm. So everyone struggles was really that that umbrella that 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 fit over all of the work that I do. Um, it was connecting with people from a place around what they were feeling, not the I'm depressed, I'm I'm um, anxious, I'm I have bipolar. It was the um, it was the language I've lost myself. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid. I feel hopeless. I mean, things that I feel isolated. Things that we all. Um, you know, went through together this last year. And, and I will tell you what we built from that campaign was a series of digital ads that really had some, some phenomenal imagery and messaging. Um, we built some video spots. Um, we did a social media campaign. We had some radio spots that ran on your stations there. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, um, we rebuilt our website because the traffic was so intense. The first month we launched it, we had a 22,000% increase to our website traffic. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, it was crazy. I had not anticipated we were going to have to rebuild our website. I'm grateful we did. Right. Um, but what it told me, Melissa, is it gave us an opportunity, and I'm kind of a data guy, it gave us an opportunity to see who are the people that are searching out this sort of information, and can we meet people that we've never served? And overwhelmingly, the answer is yes. Mm. There are people that want what we were giving them in a way that they had never showed up to ask for before. Um, I went into this thinking that it would be people in, you know, kind of my age category, um, you know, middle-aged and a little bit older that would be seeking out this information and resources for themselves or a loved one. And honestly, the, the highest-served population, the data tells us from this campaign, was 18 to 34-year-old males. Interesting. That surprises me. It surprised me, too. So what that did is it gave us an opportunity to pivot some of our imaging, some of our messaging to really meet that people, meet those people. We ran that campaign six months. It just wrapped up the end of this last month. Um, we served over six million people with that messaging in Arapaho and Douglas counties. It was specific to our communities. Um, it, it is applicable to anybody anywhere in the nation. Of course, that was the purview that we had for the campaign we ran. Right. Um, but frankly, what it told us was people that we, um, we've we never really served before specifically, although they would have always been welcome, they're struggling, yeah. and they need some help. And yeah. then the other, the other second most utilized part of that campaign was people over 65. Mm, um, and okay. you think about those two communities and really the messaging or the language that we could create to meet them where they are. We're really empowered now to know who are we serving. Yeah. And from that place, it's so much easier to create thoughtful programming versus, oh, we think these are the people we serve. I didn't expect that outcome, quite frankly. No, no. Well, a 22,000% increase. And then to see 
kind of opposite ends of the spectrum, you know, the older community struggling, which I think when we think about it, we get, and the younger. So I think it really is interesting how you've been able to expand there at the National Alliance of Mental Illness for Arapahoe and Douglas Counties and, and take care of them. So now what's the next step for you all? So I think what the next step is, so part of that campaign, we also built a resource list. So if anybody's struggling, I mean, you can go to our website, www.nami.org, nami.adco.org, sorry. Um, We've got a resource page. There's an Everyone Struggles tab on there. Um, It gives you uh, resources that, you know, there's youth resources, there's substance use and abuse disorders, there's mental health um, resources. There's a myriad of resources around uh, community partners that do really great work if you're struggling and need help. And then, of course, you could avail yourself to our resources, um, whether it's a support group or an education class that we offer. They're free of charge. Um, but really, as far as next steps, um, my hope is as we continue to expand and grow this campaign, I would love to see a partner group um, become identified that we could roll this out nationally. Because mm-hmm. to, to my point, and, and you're not going to get me off this hill, um, everyone struggles with something. And I Absolutely. think the information is relevant and applicable. I, I want to I want to point out that the thing that I think is most empowering about a campaign about like this is it really it, it empowered us with data that we've never had before. You know, us learning about the eighteen to thirty four year old males, and there were a lot of demographic data that came out of this around the preferences and the things that people are searching for and how they found us. That's really important, I think, when we look at how do we shape future initiatives to serve certain groups and populations. Like that, to me, is the really enriching empowering part of this like let's create something from a place of no need Mm -hmm. not from a place of oh we think we need it right i was gonna say i mean how empowering is that and exciting to see nami um just kind of grow like that yeah you know so again it's a very regional initiative my hope is we can partner with with a much larger organization that has the the wherewithal to want to get eyes on this information Mm -hmm. but i don't i think it's a it's a limitless campaign but really, it's um, it, it has been a, a great pleasure to be able to learn what we have from it and to be able to serve communities in a different way. I mean, I don't know about you. I, I think I'm frankly tired of scary, sad, and traumatic, and that's what a lot yep. of the stories are these days. Yep. So, you know, really being able to plug into this place of what am I actually feeling and it resonate with people, yeah. like, I think we hit a home run with that. And I'm, and I'm really grateful that we got to do it. I'm grateful I mean, I for you and excited. I'm real tired of sad stories. Oh, Thank my you. gosh. Yeah. Yeah, we need and it's that every hope. every day. Like, we can't unplug from it. No, no. And you and I doing what we do, we mm-hmm. do not unplug for it. But I think the rest of the world no. feels it, too. You're just inundated. You know, and it's like, ah, this is a lot. This is heavy. So I love what you're doing. Jason Hopkins, president, CEO of the National Alliance on Mental Illness for Arapahoe and Douglas Counties. I could talk to you all day, but thank you for what you're doing. I love seeing how you are adjusting to the community's needs and reaching even more people. Melissa, I so appreciate you and your audience for listening and taking the time to to learn more about what we're doing. Thank you. Well, thank you for being here. I'm Melissa Moore. It is Mile High Magazine. For more information, go to the radio station's website. We're going to have all the links there as well. And uh, go out, have a blessed day, and remember to be kind to everyone.